Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you are about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. Romans 13 verse 8. The scripture says, Owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another has fulfilled the law. For this thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Verse 10, love works no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you today, God, for your word. Lord, we thank you. God, that the entrance of your word brings light and it brings life. God, it gives us wisdom and understanding. Father, it cultivates the very depth of who we are in you and who you are in us and that which we have in our salvation by your spirit. And Father, I thank you today that your spirit is alive in our hearts. And I pray today, God, that the seed of the word of God, which the Holy Spirit is working in us, God, will grow and flourish. God, that it will mature, Father, to the ability that we might Present ourselves unto you, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. And Father, I pray, God, that our light will shine brighter as we see the day approaching. And that, God, I thank you, Father, that we'll be used of you in so many different ways as today as we grow in your word, as we hear your word, that we're not just hearers but doers of your word. And Father, I thank you for that today in Jesus' name. Amen. So the Bible says, in verse 8, it says, Owe no man anything but to love. You know, I've heard it taught many times that the Bible here is referring to that we shouldn't take out loans, you know, like financial loans. We should not go in debt and things of that nature. I can understand and see why somebody would say that. But in reality, what this scripture is teaching us in context is that whenever we have love in us and we walk in love, Whenever we cultivate the love of God on the inside of us, it is something that we actually owe to one another. If we really want to understand this truthfully, the thing that Jesus did for us is that he put on the inside of us something greater than everything else that's in this world. And I'm going to show you something today I believe that will help you strengthen your faith, give you hope, but also will teach you how to prevail and how to win in life. So today, as we look at this word, I want us to see again that the Bible says that love fulfills all the law. In every commandment, in everything that God says, as us as believers, that we are to do, that we are to uh, have and act in when it comes to faith and all of these things, the Bible says that love will fulfill that. Now, what does that mean? You know, as I understand, and you would understand, that every person can love, but is this the same kind of love that the Bible is referring to here? You see, an unbeliever or someone in the world or someone in some other religion, they can't have this kind of love because this love comes through salvation and the new birth. This kind of love, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit sheds abroad in our heart the love of God. This type of love, we have to learn how to be led by. We have to learn how to develop and cultivate in us. See, oftentimes we want to hear the voice of God. We want to do great things for God. We want to be used of God. 
But if we have not love. You see, love is the key when you want to develop your walk with God, to hear the voice of God, to be led of the Spirit of God. Why? Because God is love. God is a spirit, and that is the Holy Spirit. And that love of God will lead you and guide you. It will teach you. Why will it teach you? Because it will cause you to fulfill everything that God's demand is, so to speak, upon humanity. See, the Bible says that he wrote the law within our hearts, and he writes it into our minds. How? By the word of God. The Holy Spirit is teaching, writing that out, but, it, but the love of God will keep you in that place. The love of God will teach you how to live it out, how to walk in it. It will tell you, don't say that. Don't behave that way. Isn't that something? See, we want to learn how to win in life. See, there's so much going on in the world today. How that we have uh, things and they've classified different things like cancel culture. Things of that nature. We see people raging over political ideas and particular personal ideology and agendas. And to cancel something out, they rage or get their voice up real loud to stop that. They, and, and let me just say this. If you don't have the love of God in you, you will repel from that. But if you have the love of God in you, you will overcome that. Here's something you can't cancel out. Hate can't cancel out love. But love conquers everything. Love cannot be canceled. Think about it like this. Jesus, because of love, the Bible says that God came in form of a man named Jesus Christ. Because he loved the world. He hung on a cross. They thought that they canceled him out. But all it did was propel the purpose that love came. And it couldn't even keep him in the ground. Death could not hold him. Nothing could stop that. When you walk in love, you become unstoppable. You become a person who can't be canceled. You become somebody who understands. See, listen, love is not just a feeling that we have towards something or somebody gives to us. Love is spiritual. Be, to be honest with you, love is a law. There's a spiritual law of love that when you walk in love, you fulfill all the law. And so this type of love that I'm referring to, that I'm going to define today, that I'm going to show you today, will cause you to win. Why? Because love wins. Love will cause you to win in life. Love will cause you to grow and to mature. You know, 2 Corinthians 5.14 says this. 2 Corinthians 5.14. You know, when a person is developing in Christ and they're growing in the knowledge of God and they become a believer, something happens on the inside of them and as they begin to be led according to the Spirit, remember the fruit of the Spirit is love and there's other things that follow that. But the first thing that follows love, uh, or, or the first thing that happens in the fruit of the Spirit is love. This is, the, this is where you begin to have the other things. And one of the things that love will do, when I said earlier, it will lead you. Look at 2 Corinthians 5.14 with me. It says, the love of Christ compels us. Some translations say. Others' translations say it constrains us. But when you study it out, they're defining it in a language so that we can understand it. And the translators are, but in the Greek, it just simply means it controls us. What does it say? It says that it constrains us because we thus judge. Why? Because people like to judge others. People like to sit back and be the critical person who criticizes everybody. 
They think they can set themselves up in that way. But see, what does love do? Love will constrain you. And we need to understand, I believe, that whenever we begin to look at one another, we need to look at each other as being dead to sin and alive unto God. We need to be looking, if we're going to look at one another in any way, we need to look at each other through the blood of Jesus, not to be sitting up and be judging any other way because this is what the Bible is teaching us here. Uh, the Bible says, verse six, 16, if you just skip down with me just for a moment, it says, wherefore hence know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we know Christ after the flesh, we, hence, we do not know him that way anymore. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. So we need to see each other through the love of God. Now, the world is not born again. They are not new creations. They are not new creatures. But how do we treat them? Do we treat them and render evil for evil? No. The Bible says someone does evil to you, you do good to them. See, we're learning spiritual law. Because if you do evil to a person that does you evil, then now you become under the control of that. But when love controls you, you, you set yourself up above all of the things that's going on in the world today. The Bible calls it the beggarly elements that's happening in the world. You know, the Bible tells us that as we see the day approaching, that as we get closer to the time that Jesus returns, that there'll be a lot of things going on on the planet today. I'm going to give you some hope here. I want to help you understand something today. One of the things is, is that we need to understand that what you see today is temporal. You know, everything is temporal in life. Oftentimes, we're trying to put a permanent solution to a, a temporal problem. We try to think, well, our lives are going to continue on just as they are. Well, the Bible tells us as we get closer to the time of Christ's return that there's going to be a lot of things going on on the planet, and as Christians, as believers in Christ, he warns us not to get caught up in all of those things and not allow ourselves to turn our heart into the same type of attitudes and character that's happening in the world. Now, if you want to overcome the world, we're going to have, and the Bible says that your faith will overcome the world, but if your faith's going to overcome the world, your faith's going to work by love, the Bible says. So we're going to have to learn how to live out of that place in the spirit. So we need to allow it to control us, to compel us, to constrain us in how we thus judge. We need to see each other through the blood of Jesus. We need to see each other learning to grow and develop. And we need to give that kind of love. Why? Because love covers a multitude of sin. We're talking about in the body of Christ. We're talking about with one another. You see, a spiritual love is going to grow you and develop you, that type of love. See, oftentimes we're trying to get a lot of different things. We want to move with God in a lot of different ways and prophecy and all of these other wonderful things by the gifts of the Spirit. But I want to show you something today as we begin to understand and as we begin to learn because the Bible teaches us even if we have those things and we desire those things and have not love, then we're nothing. See, love is very important, isn't it? Look in Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. I'm going to read a few scriptures here. Because our faith comes by hearing the word of God. Today in modern church, we want one scripture and 15 minutes of inspiration and boom, let's go. But that doesn't grow us. That doesn't help us. How does the word of God help us? Why? Because it needs to be written on our heart and in our mind. 
and we begin to meditate on the word that we hear and that we study in the word of God, those things will work together, not in contrary to one another, not in competition with each other, but in developing ourselves to walk in the love of God, to actually get into the place in the spirit that we can live out our life by faith and that we can mature and to grow. Look in Ephesians 4, chapter, uh, chapter 4, verse 15. It says, speaking the truth in love, we grow up in him in all things, which is the head Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted that by, compacted by that which every joint supplies, according to the effectual working of the measure of every part, makes increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. You know, simply put, that love is so important that that's how you grow, by developing your love walk. You know, I've often heard that one step out of love is a step into sin. Well, isn't that true? Isn't that what we read just a while ago out of Romans chapter 13, that love fulfills all the law? So one step out of love will tell you right there that you're actually breaking the law, so to speak. You're walking in sin. So we have to learn to cultivate love, not the things that, again, what is love? Love isn't how we feel about something. Love is a spiritual position and characteristic about who you are and what we have as a new creation in Christ. Because the love of God has been shed abroad in us. Who is, who is God? The Bible says God is love. So if the Holy Spirit abides in you, God abides in you, then it's the God kind of love that we're talking about that we have to mature and we have to develop in us if we're going to walk by faith and not by sight. If we're going to live out and learn to win in life, we have to learn how to walk in love. We're going to have to learn to how to live by the love of God. That means that there are things the Bible says we need to do as Christians together today because the Bible says that the church grows up, matures. We have to come to a maturity level of love. Love is the key to win in life. You want to win in life today? It's not going to come by just having knowledge. It's not going to come by having uh, just a word from God. It's going to, because you're going to learn to maintain all of those things by walking in love. If not, you will get off at some point if you get out of your love walk. Let's see what the Bible says about this. Look in verse 17. It says, this I say in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17, this I say and testify in the Lord. Do not walk as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. Having their understanding darkened by alienating from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart or the hardness of their heart, some translation says. Who being past feeling have given themselves over to lasciviousness to work all uncleanliness with greediness but have not so learned Christ. So what is he saying? If I go back and, and look at this in verse 17, we think he's talking to the world, but he's actually talking to the church. He's not talking to the world. He says, don't walk as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. So what he's saying is, is that we're capable of doing this as a believer. He's saying that you can do this right here, and what happens is it says that they become alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the hardness of their heart. 
We need to cultivate love. See, what does love do? When you cultivate love, you're cultivating your spirit to receive the word of God so that the seed of the word of God will flourish and grow. You know, the Bible says in Mark chapter 11, verse 25, Mark chapter 11, verse 25, powerful scripture. Most of us know uh, 23 and 24, 22, 23, 24, but verse 25 is powerful. Mark eleven twenty-five. It just tells us, it says that when you stand praying, forgive. Why? Because just as God has forgiven you, your trespasses, we need to forgive others. See, that's the kind of love we're talking about. You know, the Bible says that God, when, he, when you repented and you asked him to forgive you of your sin, the Bible says that he took that and he, and he received that forgiveness and he says that he doesn't even remember it anymore. He doesn't remember your iniquity anymore, your sin, your trespasses against you. See, this is the kind of love we have to learn to walk in. We need to forgive, the Bible says. If you have an ought against any, forgive. He didn't say that you have a right to keep that because. See, one of the things I have learned, and I know as we develop in in, in our Christian walk, uh, one of the areas we have to learn to develop in, if we're going to fulfill the will of God in our life and win in life, is learn how to walk in love. This is not an option when it comes to the Christian life. This is the command. Jesus said in, in John chapter, this is looking John chapter 13. John chapter 13, he says, I'm going to give you one commandment. John chapter 13, verse 34, a new commandment I give to you, John 13, 34, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples and you have love one to another. You see that? See, it's not an option, it's a command. Say, well, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm under grace. God doesn't command us to do anything today. Well, that doesn't even make sense, does it? Because he is God, we're not, and we don't know everything. And we're all learning continually and that we're showing and developing in the things of God and the word of God that we might become what the Bible teaches us as lights in a dark place. As people who win in life, that we overcome. You see, it's so important today because we can get caught up with all of the noise that's going on in the world today. And no matter how the enemy tries to come in, and let me just tell you, as we get closer, what you're feeling and seeing today around you, what maybe you don't even realize that that you can kind of pick up at times in the senses, in the flesh, is the pressure. Even the Bible says, Jesus said it like this, when the sower sows the word, The cares of this life, lusts of other things, come in and choke out the word and keep it from being fruitful. Let me just say it like this. As we see the day approaching as the coming of Christ, the Bible says it's going to be like the the days of Noah. 2 Thessalonians teaches unless there's a great falling away, the end is not going to come. These type of things is going to be on the planet before the return of Jesus Christ. We, the Bible tells us that we have to be wise like The ten virgins, the Bible says that there were five wise and five foolish. Five that were prepared in the spirit, understood things and had their oil and their lamps burning. The other five, 
Well, they didn't have that. They were virgins all together, but they, they didn't have their oil. They didn't have their light burning. And the, and the Bible says that the bridegroom was about to come, and they weren't ready for that. Well, see, as Christians, as believers, we need to be ready in the spirit because he could return at any moment. But not just for that reason alone, but how do we win in the conditions of the world? The Bible says in the last days, sin will abound. And that darkness, even gross darkness, will be upon the people. The blindness upon this world. We have to be focused upon the things of God upon the love of God on the inside of us, developing how we respond to things, how that we listen to hear and hear things, how that we interact with others, how that we are going to uh, be able to win in this season because love will guide you and love will lead you. Love will teach you how to behave, how our conduct should be, how that we should act and how that we should be constrained, how that the, the, the love of God will control our actions and our non-actions. You see, the conviction of the Holy Spirit should be there whenever we begin to break off into areas and be led away by our own desires. You know, the Bible teaches us that in 2 Timothy, or 1 Timothy rather, chapter 4, verse 1, it says, in the latter days or in the end times. I want you to look at this just for a moment. We're 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 learning how to win in life. 1 Timothy, I'm going to read this passage of Scripture. It says, now the Spirit speaks expressly. It tells us right there, it says that the Spirit of God speaks according to this understanding that in the end times, in the latter days, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. It, there's, there's so much there that we can look into, but 2, 2 Timothy chapter 3, 2 Timothy chapter 3 also says this. See, there's things that's going to be happening. We need to be, the Bible warns us of it, but also that means we need to be aware of it so that we don't become or fall into that that place ourselves. Knowing this also, that in the last days, perilous times will come, troublous times, a lot of things going on. Verse 2 says, For men will be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient, to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers. The, the Bible says that there'll be people, there will be, uh, their love will grow cold. The Bible says that they'll have a form of godliness, but denying the power. You know, it's so important today that as we see this time, that we need to learn how to keep ourselves in the love of God. I want us to look at something today real quickly, because if we're going to learn how to win in life, We're going to have to learn one. We're going to have to use our faith. We're going to have to pray, use our confession. All of those things, we need to learn how to and desire to walk in the the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit and all of those things. But I'm going to show you something about love today because here's the key. Look in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, if you will. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1. I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but I think it's important for us to see it. Glory to God. We need to have the word of God on the inside of us, not just an idea. This is not a concept. This is not some kind of philosophy. This is the word of the Lord to us, writing upon our hearts and in our minds that we might live thereby. Verse 1 says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not love, I become a sounding brass and a clanging cymbal. 
Though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not love, it profits me nothing. Now, I want to stop right there just for a moment. You see how the Bible says that this type of love that I'm referring to isn't just something that compels us to do good to others. You know, oftentimes what we would think is that the love of God means that we should be good people towards other people. We should treat others really well. We should treat others as we want to be treated. Well, there's a truth in that. There is a truth in that. But that's not all the truth. You see, this is not the kind of love he was talking about. But should we include that? That's for sure. As Jesus said, we ought to love our neighbor as ourselves. But remember, he said that in Romans 13 when he talked about breaking the law, when he talked about walking in sin. You see, the kind of love, this kind of love that we're talking about manifests in our spirit to lead and to compel us, to control us, to guide us in love towards all things in every area, not just toward other people and how we treat other people. See, you can treat other people really good and still not have love. You can give all your money. You can do all kinds of great things for humanity and for others and feel or say, well, that's love. But that might be a worldly love. It's not the spiritual love that we're talking about today. Because this kind of love I'm talking about is in the spirit. And it causes your faith to work. It causes you to grow up. It causes in, in the spirit, in God in the things that God would have for you. This kind of love will cause you to win in life. This love will teach you daily as you learn to listen to the love that's in your heart. When you begin to listen to the love that God has shed abroad in your heart daily, you'll learn how to communicate. You will learn how to walk by faith. You will learn how to develop yourself, how that you become committed, you become loyal, you become connected, you become deep in an area of cause for the kingdom of God. It will not cause you to be separated through sensualism. It will not cause you through your own desire in the flesh and in the mind and our reasoning and our wants and how we see things. Cause you to do things that, that uh, will divide and break off and do all kinds of things that the Bible says is not walking in love. I tell you, it's so important today. Why? Because the love of God will keep us in the will of God. The Bible teaches us that in the last days, people will be lovers of themselves. It even says that we'll, have, we'll draw teachers to us that will scratch our lust, our itch, our desire, and we'll follow after that. But that's not walking in love, and that is getting out of the will of God. See, the love of God will keep you in the will of God. You see, we often want to hear the voice of God, speak the mysteries of God, at the same time, if we're not walking in love, that mystery that we give will not profit them. It's not going to profit you. And oftentimes, it's just directly out of our own flesh, our own mind, and not out of the love of God. Because when the love of God is compelling you and teaching you in the Spirit, it will cause you to know how and what to do, how to communicate, and it will lead to the fulfillment of the purpose and the plans and the will of God. Not for ourselves, but for his kingdom. 
And then that love that's on the inside of you will compel you and connect you into the kingdom of God so deep and so much that you lay aside the temporal life and you begin to see the eternal life. You see, that kind of love begins to reveal to you the eternal life and not our temporal life. You know, I was looking at a survey recently. I'm doing a series right now on the end times. And this survey was, uh, they surveyed over a 1,000 pastors. This was this year, just a couple of months ago, talking and asking them questions. One of those questions was, uh, and there was a range of ages and a range of uh, the, the church, how many people were in the church. And the questions that they were asking was very good. Some of them were things like, do you believe that what we're living in right now could you say that biblically this would be, would you classify this as end time things that's going on that we see? Every one, nine out of ten of them said yes. Then they said, well, uh, do you believe that, we're, that Jesus could return in your lifetime? Very uniquely enough, the churches that mainly were over 250 people, and those that were also under the age of 35, most of them were like, no, we don't think so. Oftentimes, it's not because they have a spiritual understanding of it. It's because they have desire yet for themselves to fulfill in life. I don't know whether or not when he's going to come. If he comes in our time or not, I can't really answer that exactly. I, I believe that he will come in our lifetime. Uh, I've known that ever since I was a child. But oftentimes, our own desire, our own desire kind of gets in the way. And we want to see it a certain way. Why? Because we want to have a life that we want to fulfill. We have a plan or a desire for our own lives that we want to see come to pass. And I get that. That's wonderful. But oftentimes that desire is the thing that's leading us and not the love of God. See, the love of God should compel us not only to be a witness, but also to lay our lives down. You know, the Bible says if you... Keep your life, you will lose it. If you lose your life, for his sake, for his kingdom's sake, you'll find it. See, that's the kind of love. That kind of spiritual love begins to look beyond just what we're trying to accomplish in life. Just trying to do the things for what we really are doing is for ourselves. And, and the Bible tells us that this kind of love that we have in us will compel us to go beyond that. It'll cause us to actually win in this life, in all things. The things that we desire that will happen in our lives, according to the will of God, those things will come to pass. But there will be much more. You see, this 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it's telling us that whenever we desire and walk in this kind of love, this kind of love will not just seek its own. Let's look in the next verse. It tells us, it says that, verse 4, love suffers long and is kind. You see, Christians ought to be kind. Love doesn't envy. It's not full of greed. It doesn't parade itself, and it's not puffed up. It's not hard, hard, hard to hear. And they're not, they're not uh, just looking to, to speak. They're, they listen, too. Uh, it's not puffed up. They don't have, they're not hard-headed, one translation says. You know, as Christians, we should have long suffering. We shouldn't be quick to get angry. Now, the Bible tells us in Ephesians, it tells us that we should not grieve the Holy Spirit. It tells us that the kind of love that's on the inside of us will keep us from getting angry real quick. And the Bible says anger grieves the Holy Ghost of God. 
It tells us that we should be kind one to another. Here we see in 1 Corinthians, it says, be kind. You know what that means? The God kind of love isn't mean. You know, people say, well, I love, I love, oh, I'm, I love people, I love people. And then all of a sudden, you know, uh, maybe you've been around somebody like that, you know, uh, where, man, they put on one face in the church, but they go home and they're mean and they're angry and they're nasty at people and they talk about everybody and they criticize and other things and everybody. That's not love. That's a, the other was a mask. That's a fake love. A real love is on the inside of the heart. And the Bible says love is kind. It's not envious. It's not greedy. You know, verse 5 says it doesn't behave itself rudely. It doesn't seek its own. It's not easily provoked. It thinks no evil. It does not rejoice in sin, but rejoices in the truth. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things. You see how much love will do for you? It'll give you hope everywhere, no matter what's going on in the world. Why? Because you know that by love, you're going to win in life. See, love is going to help you win and conquer in life. Why? Because everything that's in the world is not the love of God. No, the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart. And through the love of God, you will win. You see, it hopes all things, endures all things. Love, verse 8 says, does not fail. It does not fail. It does not die. It's not going to just give up. It's not going to quit. It's not going to fail. It's not going to lose. Love wins. Love doesn't lose. Love wins. Where there's prophecies, they will fail. Where there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part, we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is... then that which is in part will be done away with. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall, I shall know just as I am also known. And now, right here now, abides faith, hope, and love. These three... And of these three, the greatest of these is love. See, faith is important. It's not disannulling faith. It's not making it something that we don't need. We just need love. We don't need all of these other things. No, no, no. We need love. We need faith, though. We need hope. We need all of the other things, but it's by love. Galatians says, chapter 5 tells us, it tells us that, that our faith works by love. You see, Love is greatest. Why? Because it's spiritual. If we want our faith to work, our love walk has to be a certain way. Our condition of our heart has to be by love. We have to be controlled by love. We have to be constrained by love, compelled by love. Then faith works. That's why Jesus said, if you want to pray and you're going to see things work in your life, you want the supernatural of God working in your life, you want the Ways of God to come to pass? Is it going to come out of just a a spiritual mind, so to speak? It's going to come out of the Spirit. And the Holy Ghost of God is going to manifest Himself through you in so many different ways. He's going to show you the way you ought to go. He's going to lead you in the way you ought to go. I love. You see, love will keep you right in the Spirit. Love will cause you to win and prevail over everything. Love is spiritual. It's not just a feeling. This is not something you can just uh, feel like you have love. 
Now, love is a spiritual condition. It's a spiritual position in place in your life. And when you allow that kind of love to grow on the inside of you, you know, today, I believe God, that the love of God in you will Thank you grow for listening to today. And develop. If you are wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages. 